The Bible Study Podcast, episode 355. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to do Psalm 8 today and possibly also Psalm 9 if if I don't get too wordy. And Psalm 8 is very different from the psalm that we did last week, Psalm 6. We skipped over 7. Yes, we won't do all of them because this is a song of praise. And it goes like this. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all the flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea. All that swim in the path of the seas, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And this is a psalm that has been put to music more than once. There's certainly a popular praise song that uses these words. And so you may know a song with these words, which is why it sounds familiar, at least to me. This is another song of David. From the director of music according to Gittith, and again, that's one of those terms that we don't know what it means. If the meaning of that has been lost, it's probably a musical term. But the rest of David's words, the meaning is not lost. David is looking up and seeing a God who deserves praise. And one of the ways that he realizes that God deserves praise is that he is looking, in this case, at creation, You see, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, he looks at those things and says they are majestic. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. And certainly one of the ways that we can get in touch with the creator is through the creation. And when David looks at the creation, he he is filled with praise for God. But That praise that he has for God then leads him to the humble question, if you have done all this, if you have made the stars and the moon and the sun, if you have made the world, how is it that you can put so much attention on us? Who are we? Who is mankind that you are mindful of us, that you care for us? And then he considers the special position that God has placed us in, that he made us, as David says, a little lower than the angels and crowned us with glory and honor, that he has given us authority over all things, over flocks and herds and birds and fish, all of these things David brings out. How is it that you can lavish your love and your attention on us is really David's unanswered question here. Are there days that you realize that God loves you lavishly? I hope there are, because I believe that David is right. I believe that David is right, that like a father 
who loves his children so much that he wants good things for them and he loves to give them good gifts. This is what our Heavenly Father is like. Or maybe I should say as a mother, since I'm recording this on Mother's Day, that is how God loves you. Even though we're talking about the God of creation who made even so much more than David could see, who made the sun and moon and stars and planets and galaxies and nebulas and supernovas and quasars, that God loves you, wants the best for you, and wants to bless you. That is why David has to say, Lord, how Lord, Lord, how Our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Let's go on to Psalm 9, which is the very next psalm. And again, a psalm of praise. And again, a psalm of David. This one we know is to the tune of the death of the sun. Just in case you happen to know that tune. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my right and my cause. Sitting enthroned as the righteous judge, you have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Endless ruin has overtaken my enemies. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. And stopping there for a second. Again, a psalm that starts with praise, but a praise of a different portion of the character of God. The last song was looking at God, the creator. And this one is looking at what God has done. And another way for us to remember how to praise God is to think of the things that he has done. Think of the things he has done historically. The people of Israel were always called to remember the God that led them through the Red Sea, for instance. But in this case, David is also saying, for the things that you have done in my life, when you have acted as a righteous judge, again, a different portion of the character of God. And he says, you have protected me. You have made my enemies turn back. You have rebuked them and they have come to nothing. As he sends up prayers to a powerful God, a powerful God who is a righteous judge. And this particular psalm, unlike one of the ones we've talked about previously, is a psalm from someone on the right side of the righteous judge. So he's looking at this judge calling for justice, where before we looked at him praying for mercy. We can come before a judge asking for one of the other. Obviously, we ask for mercy if we've done the crime and we don't want to do the time. In this case, he is saying, Lord, look at all the wrong that is being done by these people. Let's see some justice here. This is a psalm then that looks at the sovereignty of God, that looks at the character of God where God is in charge. And it goes on, the Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He rules the world in righteousness and judges the people with equity. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. This is the one who is crying out to the judge for justice. 
Now, of course, the irony is not lost on me, and I hope it's not lost on you, that this is the same David, again, who was calling for mercy and is now calling for justice. There are times we want God to be strict, and there are times that we want God to be lenient. Certainly when you were a kid, you wanted the same thing from your parents. If it was your sibling that screwed up, if it was your brother who screwed up, you wanted justice. If it was you, you were hoping for a little more mercy. We have to trust that God knows when mercy is called for and when justice is called for. But I personally think it's okay for us to ask for the one that we want, as long as we understand that he is the one who is enthroned. He is the one who is established for judgment, who rules the world in righteousness. Sing the praises of the Lord, enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead. All the nations that forget God, but God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord, do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know that they are only mortal. There's a theme in the Old Testament especially, but also in the New Testament, that David has captured in this psalm, and that is that God cares for those who are needy, that God cares for those who are oppressed, who are afflicted, that God sees those that those in power do not sometimes see. And David cries out and associates himself with those at this point and cries out for a God who will make things right. And we have to understand that while God is a merciful and loving God, in the end, the Bible says he will make things right. In the end, there will be justice and there will be judgment. And while sometimes it seems like he's taking too long, other times it seems like he hasn't given us enough time. And we have to trust that he knows the timing. For he is the Lord who reigns forever, who has established his throne for judgment. I pray this week for you that you would see God making things right. And I pray that you yourself would be an instrument of God making things right. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.